But that's what I'm telling. I'm not telling it for you. I'm telling oh, you're it for the listener. Yeah, hey, no, I know what it is. If you're listening to this and you don't know that I lack self-control, then welcome to Mo Video Games. Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games podcast. Boy, have we got an episode for you today. Like we do any day, if you're listening, that means it's an episode and you're listening to it and we welcome you. We can't believe you're here. We hope that you have a good time. We hope that you enjoy geography. We hope you enjoy absolute nonsensical business in addition to your video games. It all loops back. Trust me, I promise. But if you don't know me, you probably shouldn't trust strangers. But as you learned, I am a man with little self-control, at least when it comes to tech, and that's the way we like it here at Mo Video Games. So sit back, relax, grab a coffee, enjoy, and we'll see you at the end of the episode. anything today i guess so this is a solo podcast episode of the emo video games podcast where i review four games and just take on the voice of maxwell for two of them because i did not write down notes i don't even know what fucking games you're talking about that's why i like researching separate that way i have no idea what you're about to say baby you can't be like fun facts well good news this week is the week we have all been waiting for it is the last week of the shitty ones no it is the week of the crew two. Oh. We have teased it, we have discussed it, we have mentioned it in almost every episode, but now we're gonna be diving in. It is the worst video the game ever made. But first, tech news. We're back, baby. Um On today's episode of MoTech News. Honestly, not a whole lot again, but the day that you are, if you listen to this, the day it airs, which if you don't know, follow us on Instagram at Mo Video Games. Um, That's true. It airs every Wednesday. We, um, we schedule it for noon. I mean, we noon. post it, and we are always we are always <laughs> yeah. waiting at the end of the precipice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it uh, it's the day that AMD will have the showcase for their Radeon Next Gen GPUs. And early leaks of benchmarks suggest AMD may have a GPU more powerful than the RTX 3080. Now, granted, that's probably... Well, so does NVIDIA. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a fair point, though, because who knows how much they're going to cost. We don't know. And we don't know if it's like AMD's um, Titan-type GPU. But but the exciting thing is, is that AMD really hasn't ever produced a graphics card that can even touch the like flagship nvidia um graphics card so even if they're in the ballpark even if it's ten thousand dollars just kidding that would be horrible but like if if they're getting up there in the ballpark the the issue i have is that nvidia has dlss um the deep learning super sampling i think what this stands for something like that um but essentially the acronym really doesn't matter yeah it, it it's AI machine learning that allows um, them to essentially get incredible performance at high resolution. So the GPU only has to render at like 720p or 1080p, and then the AI upscales it to 4K, oftentimes looking better and sharper than native 4K, which is just nuts. Um, 
but yeah, so you get the performance of 1080p resolution while looking at 4K um, or looking like 4K. So, so that's a huge tech NVIDIA has that I don't know what AMD has on their side. Um, additionally, NVIDIA is on their second gen of ray tracing. Um, and so, I mean, AMD is going to be bringing ray tracing with their RDNA 2 um, GPUs, but we don't know what the performance of that ray tracing will be um, and if it can match NVIDIA or if that's even something that the consumers care about because I, if the Steam hardware sales or Steam hardware survey is anything to go by, large, vast majority of gamers still do not have a ray tracing capable GPU. Um, vast majority have my graphics card. That do be. That is true. Um, 1060 represent. And I've been, I've, I've, been, I've had people laugh at me for being old school for having the 1060. Literally, actually, old this week. school. Yeah. Well, who laughed at you for being old school? How's it work? Old school with a freaking 10 series GPU. That's just, that's rude. It is rude, but it is definitely getting pretty dated. Yeah, I feel old. I know, and you have a 1080. I do. I do. I actually don't feel. I I, I feel great about it. The, the fact, the best thing to happen in 2020 was no availability for the 3080 because I am still honestly happy with the 1080, and I didn't have to spend money just because it was new tech. So it was fantastic. But anyway, back to the AMD. only only because it wasn't available though, not because of any margin of self control. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. It was the best thing to happen because now, now that I've like had time to like let it pass, I'm like, yeah, no, the 1080 is is great. But it, in the moment, like I was, I was trying to get the 3080. So no, the fact no, that I it know. couldn't saved me. But that's what I'm telling. I'm not telling it for you. I'm telling oh, you're it for the listener. Hey, yeah, no, I know what it is. If you're listening to this and you don't know that I lack self control, then welcome to Mo Video Games. I, then this is why I'm saying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so AMD, it, it should be interesting. So as far as like normal rasterization performance, they're at least comparable, maybe better um, than the RTX 3080. But in what the price point is, what the availability will be, um, and the other tech that I mentioned that NVIDIA has been kind of dominating with will be interesting to see. But that showcase will be today if you were listening when this uh, podcast is released. So check it out. Get hyped 10, or not. 1029. My 1028. Oh, I can't do dates well. It's all right. They just go sequentially. <laughs> I disagree because like every 30 or so, they just go back to one for no fucking reason. So Ooh, you got me there. This is the lesson. In I'm going to do the 365 day calendar and they're going to be like, what's the day's date? And I'll be like day 274. Um, that would be honestly not terrible. Why do months matter? I mean, I don't know why months matter, but like that would be, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, then at least you have the month embedded in the naming convention, but like, yeah, actually, we, I, that's what I'm going to do now. So yeah. Gonna, what's, it, the, it, what's today's date? 274. No, what's today's date? I told you. <laughs> but like, I mean, I know we, we grew up like learning, like generally where the months fall in the year, but like if we had grown up with just the days, we would know that like 174 is like approximately halfway through the year. And be like, okay. Well, no, that's what I'm time. saying. Yeah, because that way you say one number and multiple pieces of information are embedded in the one number. Unlike right now, where it ain't. Um, but yeah, so AMD, um, PS5, a lot of reviewers and people in the video game industry have been getting um, their PS5s and starting to play with it. So hopefully 
reviews of PS5 first impressions will be coming out soon, uh, maybe this week as well. Travis Scott is now the official creative strategy partner of PlayStation. It is. Which is nuts. That's the dumbest and most hype thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, that's the (laughs) only way to describe it. I don't know what the fuck he's going to bring to tech at all, other than creative direction. (laughs) I'm a straight trip. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, yeah, it could be cool. It could, it could, it most likely will mean nothing, but it could be cool. So, who knows? Hype either way. Yeah. Is Travis Scott the one that did the, he did the concert in Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's what never a been man. in the scene. I, I mean, honestly, the <laughs> flame knows what he's doing. Cactus Jack up in this. Um, yeah. League of Legends. Sucks. It's a fucking terrible game. Excuse my language. But it fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You can summarize. Okay. If, um, you, if you remember the all the team's names. I think you do. I, I can at least, I, I don't know how to actually pronounce it, so rather than butcher it, I'm just going to say DWG. Dom Juan. Dom Juan. Okay, Dom Juan Gaming um, versus G2 in the semifinals. Um, Which was this Saturday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, not yesterday. <laughs> because uh, it's 1028. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's not, if you're listening later in <laughs> I wasn't going to clarify that much, because, you know, if you aren't listening the day it comes out, you ain't a true fan. That's all I got to say. Unless you're back listening, which we appreciate as well. Give us those views. Um, but yeah. <laughs> views with your eyeballs to this podcast. I mean, yeah, baby. <laughs> we could record this and put this on YouTube. That's what a lot of podcasts do. That's true. <laughs> I know that's true. It's just we ain't going to do it. I mean, maybe once you get a table. I, got, yeah, I know. We got to figure out the table thing. Maybe I'll put some time after this to figure out. Currently, our setup right now, just so that you can visualize it. <laughs> Give us those <laughs> views. Just <laughs> thinking about the view thing. Uh, we are both sitting on my couch, and then we have my chair, whose faux leather, or whatever you want to call it, is literally falling off to the point where now we're probably getting close to 50% of the leather. It's a look. Yeah. it's. I, I like to think of it as like a tie-dye. A tie-dye effect. <laughs> um, but man, it looks horrible. And then I have my my Yeti mic, which is, I mean, it's a good quality mic, but it is not designed for this because it picks up literally fucking everything, such as my cat four times last episode, if I can <laughs> recall correctly. Maybe five, but I think it was only four. Um, yeah, so we're trying to get a table and then maybe get a nicer mic so we don't have to pick up background noise anymore. But yeah, either way, got to figure out the table situation. I don't know. It's probably going to be cheaper to go on Craigslist, but we don't really have any way to transport a table. We um, have got the two best cars in history for cubic volume transportation. That's true. We got a nice old Civic and then a <laughs> coolant leaking <laughs> 1980s Datsun with many more problems than just the coolant leaking but you know what i'm gonna make it sound like it's just that right now and you might be thinking oh dotson made some trucks in their history and no this is a wait did dotson was they actually make trucks while they were daddy boy yeah oh yeah, i mean they were they were small boys it wasn't like it wasn't that's like because the, the f-150 that's because all trucks then were small boys the big trucks then are small small boys now yeah but i mean they, they made like the equivalent of small trucks for then yeah so they essentially just put a bed on the 280s <laughs> Didn't even chop off the back half of it. It's literally just an extendo clip right there. It's a six wheel car. Um, but yeah, it's a two eighty ZX, so it's a little 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 baby and drives like a dream though. It do drive well, but uh, 
I'm thinking our best best bet is just to get uh, wood from uh, the lumber yard. <laughs> it's like a fucking strip club in Iowa. I forgot exactly where it was, but uh, it's like uh, the lumber yard where where me- real men go to get wood, or where where boys go to get wood. That was fucking weird. I know that. <laughs> Why would you want to get go get wood? No, but that's the, that's the slogan for the lumber yard. I'm not joking. Like it, it was. That's uh, bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's like you you told someone what innuendo was, and they were like, "Oh, I get it." But they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the lumberyard. I think I, I, cause uh, I hear like advertisements on the radio in Iowa City. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was around the Iowa City area. Maybe, maybe it was kind the, of radio you listened to. <laughs> listen to like like the. I mean, I guess I listened to uh, NPR. But like, <laughs> I would not be surprised. They support all all breadths of the uh, the market. Um, but then there's also a Big Earl's Gold Mine. And Des Moines, which is right across the street from the tire factory that I worked at, which I like that one too because oh, was, I thought the tire factory was also another. No, the tire factory is the one I went to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally worked at a tire factory. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, big, big Earls I like because when you say it fast, obviously it's big girls. Oh. Gold mine. <laughs> See, they that's, they understand. That's a better play on word. Yeah. That's a better play on word, and uh. Yeah, I don't know. AMD GPUs. But yeah, the, AMD GPUs. The, the, how we got on that, the lumber we yard. don't have lumber. <laughs> and we need some lumber. Yeah, so. we need some. We need some. We, we need wood. Yeah, we need wood pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe we could try doing it after if we can go to Home Depot. I think they'll cut slices for us. Slices of wood. <laughs> can, can I get four loaves of wood, please? <laughs> the wonder, wonder, wonder wood. Uh, but yeah, so G two versus Dom one. Oh yeah, let, let let me let me summarize. I, you're still you still are hurt. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So yesterday, um, <laughs> they <laughs> semifinals, G two versus Dom one gaming. We take stuff very seriously on this podcast. I want to be clear. Um, and so it's best of five, and um, it went to. There, there was a game four. G two uh, did win a game, and so game four. Um, just in short, I will say um, was the fastest game in world's history. Um, literally, um, from what I've told, what, what what I have told, I can't speak. <laughs> what you have been told, not what you have told. <laughs> I have words, told yeah. this to be true. <laughs> oh man. This is a good one today, folks. <laughs> we told you to wait for next week. I'm pretty sure last week and we weren't lying. We just weren't expecting it to be because we're dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Dom Walk, <laughs> they won. They, they won bad. They won. Um, yeah, they won. They won real bad or real good, however you want to call it. Yeah, they annihilated G2. Um, In a clown fiesta. Yeah, it was the clapping and it... Yeah, it was like there was not a single phase of the game that they did not win. There was not a single time that G2 did anything. Literally. It was it, it hurt. Yeah. It was impressive to watch. Um but uh sad. And yeah, that's that's what happened. So Dom Wong advanced to the finals. Um 
and knocking out the last LEC team, so no more LEC or LCS teams. Yeah, and the first what LCK team to make it in the last three years, I believe. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure G2's actually made it the last two years to finals, I believe, something like that. Uh, and then I think it's been uh, China that's won every single time. So LCK, LPL, LPL China. There we go. So it's been LPL, LEC. For the last couple of years, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like, feels good at least. It's not just... It, it sucks when there's just, like, one region just straight Dom. <laughs> Dom wanting it. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. And then today we watched uh, Sooning versus Top Esports, who fought... They're both LPL teams, so they both already fought in the LPL playoffs. And Top Esports, I b- believe, won... I'm pretty sure won pretty convincingly because when we came into the tournament, it was Dom one top esports favored, and uh, they just knocked out top esports. Sooning did so feels good. Sooning was in the group A with a uh, G two and Team Liquid and Machi Esports. So the fact that TL was in a group with a top four team and a top two team at a minimum, right? We could say that they're top one and top three if we wanted to. Yeah, um, and they were with G two as well, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so G- G2, oh, G2, I'm, G2, I'm saying is top four, and no, and then Sooning. Who, oh, Sooning. Okay. Sooning, who's now yeah. at least top two, right? And then G2 is at least top four. I'd probably give them fourth place in the tournament, honestly, with that performance. Yeah, um, but we take it. Um, so yeah, makes Team Liquid at least look a little, a little bit better. So yeah. Oh, and uh, TSM's mid laner Bjergsen has retired or retired from playing and is now going to be a coach. Meaning now TSM is open to their third mid laner literally in the entire history of TSM that's been an organization since the like the inception of LCS. So for ten years now. They've only had two mid laners. Wow. Um King is like a living legend of NA for sure. There was a bunch of tweets, pretty mixed reactions of just like happy for him for going to coaching and then a lot of people being sad. Uh Azale tweeted out something like, it's going to feel real bad for TSM's next mid laner when they know that their coach literally can sub in and do a better job than them <laughs> or something <Yeesh>. like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it feels good. I thought Burger King had an absolute horrendous world's performance, so maybe a bad mark for him to leave out on, but uh, he's definitely been a legend over his whole career, for sure, to say the least. Um, so. It's always interesting. Like, do you... Like, if you have a bad performance, do you, like, want to come back and try and leave a better legacy? Or do you just acknowledge that, like, I'm just, like, not as good as I used to be, and so I'm just going to cut my losses and stop trying? Like, yeah, which I think most people playing at the level are probably too competitive to just say I I would stop. And I don't think they would ever consider it cutting their losses. Like, it's just uh, a fluke or, or something at that time and, like... Like, I would be like, I cut my losses, but I'm not a competitive individual, so. Yeah. It is tough. Yeah, he had abysmal world performance. He is not, I mean, he's literally a world's caliber, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say that he's a world's caliber player. He is in a, He knows how to play NA incredibly well, but it sounds like he, from what I've heard, he always does terrible world performances, and this was certainly nothing shy of a exemplary performance of how bad he is in world <laughs> situations, so... Yeah, I'm kind of happy I want more new NA talent. Now, the league's getting long enough that, uh, or like been been a thing long enough that I think it's time to start maybe being a little more quick with like cycling and new players and stuff like that. Um, just because 10 years is a long time. Obviously, it, the scene hasn't been what it's been for 10 years, but 
uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely long enough that like, I mean, regular athletes have I guess what probably comparable length careers. I have no idea how long regular athletes play, but yeah, I mean, it all depends on the sport too, and like the position you play. Like what Steven Gostowski? No, not Gostowski. What what's his name? There's a can't think of his name. You mean the- Steven Gostowski is a kicker, but that's not the kicker I'm thinking of. Oh, Adam Vinatieri um, has been like kicking in football professionally for like 25 years yeah or something ridiculous like that i mean tom brady um there was a uh i don't remember what game it was after um but he he went over to a young player after the game and was talking with him because tom brady had played against his dad um when um earlier in his career so there's definitely exceptions but yeah i think well, Tom Brady only won because he's the cheater. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to... Uh, and I'll it, have that be on record for sure. <laughs> I, I, I've gained more respect for Tom Brady as time has gone on. Especially as his performance has continued to be at a pretty high level. Um, changing Because teams. he's a cheater. I mean, there, there's a bunch of things, but like, you know... You cheat over I, a long time. It's not like cheat is not cheating. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely GOAT material, for sure. I do think, I just don't like the Patriots as an org, period. They do have a little bit too much drama and a little bit too much sus around them for me to feel really good about them. But when someone is the GOAT, that shit's also, is it always going to happen? I don't know. Interesting question. Comment below what you think, except that you yeah, can't comment on Spotify. <laughs> um, can you comment? Maybe you can. No, I don't think you can. That'd be weird. Either way. <laughs> yeah so i don't know you I can think, comment on podbean and on instagram. instagram there we go baby um but yeah no that's just the, the, there's too much sus activity i'm for me to be comfortable with it but yeah he's definitely he's a legend either way for sure he will go down a legend so i mean i will i will give credit at least there where it's due uh rings kind of do lie when there's a thing called the flake gate but hey <laughs> rings mostly don't lie <laughs> throwing out the shots um but yeah either way League finals <laughs> next weekend will be hype. Um, they're hosted in Shanghai right now, so they start at like 6 a.m. probably. So maybe 7 a.m. Saturday morning if you're Eastern time. Uh, not that we are. Um, Happy Halloween. So, yeah, God bless. <laughs> Whatever people say for Halloween. So, yeah, I think that's all my news. Yeah, that's that's about all I got. I think it's time to get into the more video games. And like I said, this week is a great one. It's the one you've all been waiting for. I can't believe we're actually talking about this game. I know. We have made it. You aren't going to let it go on, right? This is going to be 90% of this episode is the crew, too. Actually? No, just wait and see what happens. I can't handle this. I hate this game. I will have to play it again. The fact that it's on this list is such an atrocity of the 21st century. I mean... This is just like, this is the moment when I'm going to be dying and I'll be thinking about the worst moments of my life. It's going to be that this game is on this fucking list and it's in our podcast. Other than when we mentioned it, the shit on it. So much I dislike this game. You're, you're, you're almost making me want to advance it just for the memes. Um, but I, I won't do that. It's nothing but integrity at the Video Games Podcast. Um, Damn right. <laughs> all right. So my two games this week. The Crew 2. Mm. And... Guitar Hero 3. Woo! Legends of Rock, yeah! baby. <laughs> Alright, so we'll start with Guitar Hero. It is a music game. 
Open world. (laughs) (laughs) Developed by Neversoft and published by Activision. Um, So it was released on the PS2 and PS3, Wii, and 360. So it was essentially a game for the PS3, 360 generation, but they, they hired a company to port it to the PS2, and I played it on the PS2. That is the only version of Guitar Heroes 3 I know. Um, it was released back in October of 2007. Um, it also came out on Windows in November and for Mac in December um, later that year. Um, so the interesting thing about this particular game is so um, Harmonix um, was the developer for Guitar Heroes 1 and 2. Um, and so Activision saw that Guitar Hero 1 and 2 did very well. And they were published by a company called Red Octane. And so Activision is like, um, I think the quote is, they wanted an early leadership position in music-based gaming. So they acquired Red Octane, the publisher of the Guitar Hero series, in order to accomplish this. Um, And then in a twist of fate, MTV purchased Harmonix, the actual developer of the Guitar Hero games. Um, And that is where they went on to develop the Rock Band games. So the people who created the first two Guitar Heroes and created the original IP are the creators of Rock Band. And so from Guitar Hero 3 on, Activision made the mistake of only purchasing the publisher, Red Octane, and then had to hire Neversoft to, um, who created, I think, like, or some of the Pro Skater games? I remember correctly um but they yeah they it was their first guitar hero game they made um it went on from there so kind of interesting little history there for you um so guitar hero 3 essentially you're there's like a little bit of a story in there you're like a trying to become a guitar hero i mean effectively yeah um but they they introduce battles in this game so there are three people you battle tom morello guitarist of rage against the machine or morello I, I don't I always say Morello. It doesn't matter if it's right. Yeah. It is. <laughs> you can comment if it's right or wrong. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Comments below. I've never heard Morello though. Um Slash of Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver. And nice. Lou the Devil. Um yep. which I <laughs> spelled in my notes D E V E L. Deval. Deval. Um Lou being a play on words for like Lucifer. The devil. Um, oh. Oh. Well, well. And all three of those are, um, they're, they're battle opponents, but when you beat them in career mode, um, you unlock them as playable characters. In the next gen version, so PS3, 360, and Windows, so not the PS2 version I played, Brett Michaels of, what, was he Poison? Poison, yeah. Poison? Um, was also an NPC, but you could not play as him, which is what NPC means. Um so it's it's a if you don't know the Guitar Hero series or even Rock Band for that matter, essentially um, there are uh, like a guitar the the fret where you would play the notes. Um, there are five buttons um, and, and they're color coded. And on screen, those different colors will will come across the screen, and you have to strum and hit the right combination of the colored buttons. Um, as the notes are passing the screen um, to act as if you were playing the guitar and the game determines if you're playing them the correct notes at the right time and you get scores and the more consecutive notes you hit the higher your multiplier goes 
Um, if you hit um, a certain type of note, you get star power, um, which essentially is like a two times a multiplier. You throw your guitar up towards the sky like you're rocking out and then it, it gives you um, some additional points for a little bit of time. Um, if you miss too many notes, though, you fail the song. The crowd starts booing at Boo. you. It's dynamic. It feels bad. Um, but that's that's Guitar Hero. Um, it's just it's literally just like DDR with a guitar. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fantastic way to put it. Thanks. Or the box box game, except that came out afterwards. But I'm just trying to think of other games because you haven't played Guitar Hero for some odd 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 reason. Yeah. Or uh, what's that uh, VR game like Saber? Saber no, that's VR? what I was trying. When I was yeah. saying box back, I was oh, trying yeah. to say the, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, you pretty much have yeah. what looks like lightsabers. R- Rhythm-based music game, yeah, with a guitar. Um, so for for the next gen, so not the PS2 version I played, they came out with a new wireless controller that looks like a Les Paul guitar. That actually looks super cool. Um, disappointed that I don't have it, but. That's all right. It doesn't matter because you can't play Guitar Hero at your place anyways. That's true. Um, yeah, a, another interesting thing to know about any of those rhythm-based music games, especially that came out before like HGTV, HGTV, Home Garden TV, um, HD TVs were super popular, like LCD. Um, with like old CRT TVs, there's a lot less lag. So the games were designed for that. Now when you plug it into um, newer TVs, there's lag introduced. And they, they have some systems built into the settings that you can adjust the lag. Um, but on my TV, um, it is impossible. With DDR, you can adjust the lag forwards and backwards. But in Guitar Hero, there's only one direction. And I'm pretty sure we need to go the other direction to fix it. So it is just unplayable at this point which is disappointing um but i'm reviewing this as when i originally got it back in the 2007 2008 and played it on the correct type of tv um it was fun back then um there uh, on metacritic got anywhere from a 79 to an 86 um, depending on the platform um was pretty well uh reviewed uh, kind of across the board a, a lot of people thought that never soft the their first time developing guitar hero game played a little too safe and didn't change much from the first two which is understandable and also it's guitar hero i don't know what uh, aside from harmonics creating rock band i think that's i guess how you could have reshaped the genre and i think there were some talks of them maybe trying to do something like that but they decided against it and just wanted to kind of quote unquote perfect the guitar playing experience as it is guitar hero um, whether or not they did, we'll leave that up to you, the audience, to decide. Um, what is known is that it is one of the best-selling games of all time. Um, and supposedly, this is according to Activision. I didn't do much research beyond this, but it was the first game to cross a billion dollars in sales. Um, That's true. Activision said a lot of the, the articles I found, it was all like Activision saying these things. Which, like, I mean... I hopefully they don't lie, but I mean it's a little bit it's a little biased. A little sus. Well, Seems a little bit like the new uh, the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, the flake game, baby. Um, but it was it, without question a very very good selling game. Um, sold a lot. A lot of people played it. Guitar Hero is a franchise you, you've probably at least heard of if you haven't played it at, at one point or another. Um, and Axl Rose um, of Guns and Roses. Um, the Rose of the Guns N' Roses, uh, dare I say, um, filed a lawsuit 
against Activision um, for the use of Guns N' Roses music um, in the game. And it was ultimately thrown out because um, he filed the lawsuit three years after the game's release. And so the judge is like, um, you had a lot of time and it took you this long. And his excuse was that in once he determined, he immediately knew that they had breached the contract. And so he was uh, Activision had supposedly promised that they would make a Guns N' Roses edition of Guitar Hero um, as kind of payment, which they never did. Um, it is plausible because they did create a Van Halen um, and later a Beatles version of the game. So they did do. Um, banned versions of the game um but uh they did not do that it was thrown out so sad day for axel rose rip in peace that's guitar hero 3 wow fun great why'd you start playing it dude well um it's i mean so i i had a friend growing up david shout out if you ever listen to this um he he had the the first two guitar heroes and he was very good at the game um I should probably also mention that there are, are difficulties, different difficulties, easy, medium, hard, and expert. Um, so easy, you only play with the first three buttons. Medium introduces the fourth button. Hard introduces the fifth and final button with expert making the notes more frequent, harder things to do um, with the notes. But he, he always played on expert. First time I ever played a Guitar Hero game, I was playing on easy failed every song it, it is it is hard to kind of wrap your head around it but once you start getting it, it it comes you can kind of progress through a little bit quicker um but but he he played the games he was really good it was a lot of fun um and as you get better at the game it, it gets a lot more enjoyable so by the time my mom got me guitar hero 3 I, I was good enough to play on like the the hard difficulty eventually up to to expert and kind of got fun that way but that was that was my introduction um was a friend playing with him and it's a great party game. It, it was around the time I I didn't get that like inter- I did get a Wii, so technically I got the next gen of consoles. But like I, I essentially was like it, having friends over and doing like party game stuff. I didn't play a lot of single player games. So that, that that was when my my gaming died before the rebirth that my wife um, introduced with the why not when I bought the PS4. Um, but yeah. That was, that was a long-winded explanation right there. I mean, that's what we're looking for at the Mo Video Games Podcast. That's true. You know me now. Maxwell Lewis Gaming on YouTube, on Instagram. Check it out. Also, someone's soundbar just tried fucking linking with my PC. I don't even know how that happens. I don't know who codes out a soundbar to be like, just link with any fucking device that will even fucking contact you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, though. I know. I probably should have accepted it and then just started playing some real crappy music or something like that over it, but... Every time I'm like trying to connect to something, I'm always trying to take a look and be like, oh, should I, like, can I just connect to someone's thing and, and play some crazy music right now? But but I don't. I'm a, I'm a good neighbor. State Farm is there. <laughs> this is your adventure, baby. <laughs> Woo! All right. Here's the piece de resistance. The crew too, baby. No. It is an open world. Racing game developed by Ivory Tower and published by none other than Ubisoft, the greatest developer of all time, as we will see in Oliver's games in a very short time. Um, It was released for PS4, Xbox One, and Windows back in June of 2018, and then released on 
Stadia in March of 2020. Hmm, coincidence? I think not. Google Stadia created the coronavirus. Wait, what? Well, March of 2020, that's kind of when, like, quarantine and everything no, started. No, I got that part. Just that's what, like... What? I'm saying Stadia is terrible. You think the Crew 2 is terrible. It was March of 2020. It's just a bunch of terrible things all combined oh. into one. It was supposed to be funny. But here on the Mobile Video Games Podcast, we do not laugh. <laughs> not about the Crew 2, dude. <laughs> that game shouldn't exist. Um, Especially on this list. So, criticisms of the first game is people didn't like that there was not a lot of freedom in completing missions. And a lot of that was driven by the fact that it was it had a story, uh, like kind of a linear story to it. So, there were to progress in the game, most of the missions you had to do in a certain sequence. Um, and they didn't like that lack of freedom. And so, they effectively got rid of the story altogether in the crew, too. Um, which disappointed me. I actually enjoyed the the story in the in the crew one. It's kind of nice. I kind of like those, especially in arcade racers, like kind of the Need for Speed style, where there's some kind of story going on to drive you forward. Um, I think is better with the game that they made with the crew two. I think it should have been a little bit more realistic, along at least along the lines of Forza Horizon, where there's much more realistic physics involved, even though it is still kind of an arcadey um, physics model. Um, but they, they instead introduced these hub worlds for off-road racing, street racing, pro racing, and freestyle. Um, and so they essentially, like, you can choose which of those, like, racing styles you like best, and you can just do all of those races to progress. You don't have to do everything. Just do it your way. You have all the freedom as the player, and there's essentially no story other than you trying to be the best racer of them all, which is just the most, like, for a game like that. Like like I said, if it's a game like Forza Motorsport, maybe even Horizon, where it's, like, it's based in more realism, then I think that makes sense. But, like, when the gameplay is kind of that arcadey and then you don't have the arcadey awesome badass story to go with it, just it falls a little bit flat. Um yeah, they, they had to make some changes, uh, overhaul the game engine from the Crew 1, because the the big, the, the hook of the Crew 2 is that not only are you driving cars and motorbikes, but you are driving flying planes and driving flying boats. <laughs> uh, the, the boats don't fly, um, but they, they added boats, planes, and you can switch at any point to any of those things. You can be driving along the road, switch to a plane, take off, and then switch to a boat, boom, crash onto the land, whatever you want, Um, which is admittedly very cool concept um, and does, like, lend itself to the freedom of the open world, like, feel like you can just cross... The game takes place in in the whole of the United States. Obviously, they didn't model the entire United States. There's, like, cities that they did a little bit more modeling of, um, I think Miami is like the Florida one. They might have done Atlanta, New York, uh, Chicago. I think maybe L.A. or San Francisco, maybe both, and maybe Seattle, something along those. It was kind of the, the big cities um, you'd think of across. And, and then Detroit. I, I'd be very surprised if a racing game didn't do Detroit. Um, Become human. Exactly. Um, but they um, – yeah, it, it, you can drive all across the entire – it is a, a huge map, but – at the cost of sometimes feeling empty because you can't fill the entire United States with, with that much detail um, in a video game. But but the, being able to switch to a plane and fly quickly across a, a vast thing um, definitely 
it helps with that a little bit. Um, but where I was going with that, by adding planes, they had to do a, a graphics engine overhaul because they needed to increase their draw distances and also add um, atmospheric clouds and stuff to make flying not a terrible experience where you can actually see um, for an expansive distance. Um, they, they, quote, designed the controls to be accessible but hard to master. And that is just the most cop-out answer I think I've ever heard. Um, the controls are crap. That That is the one thing we always come back to is like, and, and I think why Oliver hates this game with a burning passion. I mean, he was admittedly ruined by the Forza series, but um, the crew too, the, the driving physics are just, they're just not satisfying at all. The, the cars don't act. It's an understatement. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like literally, if you're a driving game, at least make the driving fun. And in a driving game, when the driving's not fun, it's a bad game because you only have. This is what I say every single time we talk about this. It's true, uh, but it's also a flying game and a boat. That is game. true. I didn't get. I didn't get that far to experiment with the other things, but to me, the crew will always be a driving game first, and the driving experience, in my eyes, was literally doo doo garbage. I never was. played a driving yeah. game with less enjoyable driving ever in my life like need for speed games i enjoy more right like you could go more arcadey and it's better you could go more realistic and it's better it's just this was this is, this game sucks this game sucks balls yeah i i do have to say the boating was surprisingly fun i especially there's like there are two different types of boat there's like a longer um speed boat and then a much shorter i forget what they call the style um but it's for almost like the autocross of boats like it's much more technical um short tracks um in the water <laughs> um but that that was incredibly fun um so they they did do that well but the, yeah the driving unfortunately they don't have a great car selection either um like Gran Turismo goes for like incredible detail in their car models. Um, the Forza series has over 700 cars that you can choose from. The Crew 2 is just, I mean, they, they, it's a decent selection. It's, I guess, akin to like a Need for Speed game, something something along those lines. But um, Actually, Need for Speed is fun. And yeah, the driving <laughs> physics aren't trash. So, yeah. Um, on Metacritic, anywhere from a 64 to a 69. Nice. Um, that's what i'm talking about this is literally i'm pretty sure one of the lowest rated games we've had on this podcast it is um and <laughs> what one of I, I read through some of the the critic reviews and one of them that stood out was it doesn't excel um but it also doesn't fail in any significant way and i think that is my my new favorite word which has been my new favorite word for months now milk toast um i think is a good way to describe the crew too like it it the, the driving, as much as we hate it, I mean, it is it is passable for a video game. There are just so many better driving games out there. Um, I think in relativity, the driving fails. But sure, if in an absolute spectrum, sure, the driving is still unpassable. Yeah. But I in, mean, we know how you feel about the crew, too. I'm just saying, I can't even think of another game, like I said, that I've experienced with driving physics worse than that. I'm sure they're out there. But like any major title, especially one that I shelly out 64 fresh on the docket, then yeah, I expect a little <laughs> bit fucking better. Um, I mean, yeah, that was just, like I said, in relativity that fails. In absolute, yeah, I guess it's passable. Um, I think that was a nice way to say it. But sure, I, I, I can imagine the other stuff is fine. I mean, I, I beat the game. Like I, I beat, like I did every single event. I, I went Which all is dumbfounding to, to me. 
sounds but, like but that's why know. I'm saying like it's it's passable enough. Like I did enjoy my time with the game, and there was there was enough other things like the boating and the flying too that like helped uplift the rest of the game. That the driving was was good enough for me, um, but it's just a game that I can never I don't ever see myself going back to unfortunately um I I have a couple times when they introduce some new content and then I was just like yeah no it's just not there are so many other games I would rather play but it was passable to play through once for me but the 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 more telling story um is the user score um on Metacritic which is 4.6 out of 10 um and one of the reviews from a user verbatim Literally changed the lighting in the crew one and removed everything good from it and released the game as the crew two. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 pretty apt. It sucks. Um, yeah, that's the crew two. We we've teased it. We've talked about it a lot. I I try to defend it, and because I I did enjoy it. Like I I. As purely as a game, if you ignore the fact that it is supposed to be, like, driving, and just think of it as a video game, I am not, I do not regret playing through it. Um, but as I said, it is a game I'll not go back to, and there are so many better driving games out there. If you want arcade if you want Sim, if you want Sim Arcade, um, if you want a story, if you don't want a story, literally every other driving game gives you... A better version of that but if you want the ability to fly and to boat and to switch between them at any time and drive across the entire united states that is pretty cool um but the winner of this week is guitar hero 3 damn right baby which i did i honestly going into this i kind of thought i was going to choose the crew too the crew too but then the more i talk about it i was like man yeah guitar hero is just such a it it was a, a novel game um when it originally came out and was just I, I've played it so much, had so much fun with it. I was an RA in college, um, he- held events with my floor of Guitar Hero. We had an absolute blast with it. Guitar Hero is another one of those games that brings people together. As I always say, video games are better enjoyed with other people, unless it's a single player game to get those other people out of there. Um, but but video games, um, yeah, fun with other people. Guitar Hero Three is my pick for this week. Damn right, baby, Crew Two, rip in peace. And Oliver has peace. never been happier in his oh, life than man. today. My depression has lifted. My anxiety is gone. We can, I can sleep easy tonight, baby. The episode you've all been waiting for. All right. It's here. You. I know, because we're talking about two juicy ones. Um, Star Fox 64 and Assassin's Creed 2. And I know I have enough friends that really like Assassin's Creed 2 that I'm going to make sure to butcher my review on the Assassin's Creed 2 game so that you guys can all be pissed and tell me about it. In the comment section below. I'm Podbean or Instagram. Uh, smash that like button subscribe hit the bell as well you are swell Anthony Fantano internet's busiest music nerd uh, I guess I'll talk about how cute my cat is first um, Star Fox 64 <laughs> uh, re- are developed by Nintendo EAD which was R&D 4 um, now disbanded, disbanded in 2015. I'm assuming just merged with another apartment. That's in the past. And then Tindo. Um, released for uh, NA on June 30th, 1997. So oh, about, we got another modern game from no, the two, stroke two, corner. Two, two, two years after I was born. Um, 
and we got an 88 out of 100 and is classified as one of the greatest games of all time. <laughs> uh, so it's stupid. It's known to essentially the rest of the world, the PAL region, uh, as the Lilat Wars. And it is a 3D scrolling space shooter, which uh, it is a re- reboot of the OG <laughs> Star Fox release for the SNES. Um, this was the first game that had support for the Rumble Pack on the Nintendo 64, which it was originally bundled with the game um, when it was first sold. And it was one of the highest uh, selling games of the 64 with over 4 million copies sold. Wow. I know. And Chocho is just straight angel status. That's like almost one of the best-selling GameCube games. <laughs> I think GameCube wasn't it like double. I thought yeah, it was around eight like million, eight or something. Yeah, yeah, just to show the exponential rate of increase in gaming. <laughs> um, gosh, she's perfect. She's gonna attack. So you play uh, Fox McCloud, and most of the game you're just going down a fixed corridor. You're shooting baddies. You're dodging obstacles, and then sometimes you're shooting like inanimate objects. Like there's one where you're trying to stop it, like a runaway train. Something similar to that. So you have to shoot these like little pylon-esque things to stop the runaway train before everyone dies and you explode into a million trillion bits because that's what happens when you lose a game. Uh, you can't stop or turn around. You can only slow down or speed up if you want to, but <laughs> don't get too aggressive. Um, <laughs> and then boss fights as well as the multiplayer are in an open arena where you just get to fly around, which at the time I was like, holy cow, this is absolutely insane. Like the corridor-esque, like essentially... Not side scroller, but 3D going straight forward scroller. That was like, you know, okay, this is like normal for a game of that time. So then when I saw the the open world esque, you know, or like open like free range flying, um, even though it was in a limited zone, I was like, this is fucking insane. Like, they could barely do anything with it. There was like one structure in the middle where they had enemies spawn, and that was essentially the entire map. And then it was just an open area for flying. And even then, I was still just like, this is the coolest thing ever, um, just because of the, the, the time of it. So, yeah. Corridor mode. Need the... Wait, I already said that. Oh, God. Well, you got to shoot stuff. <laughs> um, it is amazing. It is amazing. Oh, and then you can also do somersaults to get behind enemies or dodge projectiles, which sometimes you'll have like stuff coming from behind that you got to dodge. You got to time that somersault absolutely perfectly. Otherwise, you die. And then, of course, the classic, you can do a barrel roll to deflect enemy fire. So you'll hear a million times in the game, do a barrel roll, just like that. <laughs> Hardly pronounced um, or enunciated or pronunciated. Is that actually what it sounds like? Uh, it's probably not that rough, but 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 it is it's rough though. It, it's, yeah. it's I mean it's just an old game. It's just an old game. It sounds great. That's what it is. Uh, you collect power ups through essentially flying through stuff. Normal normal collectathon esque. Oh, that's so itchy. Uh, type gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> itchy with excitement. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like you you can upgrade your lasers, upgrade your max shield, which is just your HP in this game, and then that will persist level to level. Other than I think like your maybe your shield upgrades don't persist, I believe. Um, but yeah, so you'll you'll slowly get more pimp and then pimp and lasers. If you die, got to go back to the beginning of the story. The story is based on you start on Planet Corneria and you end up uh, fighting Andros, which is the final boss. And then the rest of it is like a branching level system. So if you just do the default and get from point A to point B and survive the level, you automatically get the easiest path to traverse in the game where uh, if you do more things or collect more things, you can unlock more difficult paths with like alternate, you know, stages and stuff like that. Okay. Um, 
which I kind of liked. It definitely like incentivized actually trying, especially it, it made it playing through it multiple times pretty interesting and like definitely I thought it had really good replay value because of that. So story, uh, your dad died literally. <laughs> um, there's a won't laugh at my crew two joke. <laughs>, laughs at that. So Encore area, the fourth planet of the Lilat system, Andros is driven to madness, nearly destroying the planet. And then five years later, General Peppa uh, sends out a team, Star Fox team, um, led by not only the one and only your favorite James McCloud, Papa McCloud, to investigate some suspicious activity on Venom, where Andros has been exiled to, which is like, if you exile a baddie to a planet, then like, why are you even monitoring the, like, I, what, what do you mean there's suspicious activity? You put a bad dude on there. Of course there's going to be, <laughs> like, I just, the whole thing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's whatever. So then... Essentially, everyone from the team doesn't make it. Like, Joel, James McLeod gets captured, and then uh, Peppy is also on the team at the time, and I'm pretty sure the other dude dies in the process, and your, and your papa dies. Um, yeah, so no one lives. I was correct the first time. <laughs> so another five years later, now Andros is launching a war from the planet Venom. So you are on Corneria, essentially trying to fly over to planet Venom with Peppy, um, and then now you have Falco on your team as well and slippy the fucking wild ass frog um crazy crazy character man the character development in this game is next to none at this point it's I mean, nintendo it's nintendo baby uh i'm pretty sure it's like almost always peppy who says do a barrel roll and it is sometimes constant it feels <laughs> like it's like okay dude i get it yeah i will i will find a clip of him saying it and i will insert it right do a barrel roll yeah, we'll see. We'll see how bad my interpretation of. I kind of want them to sound nothing alike, and I think they won't sound anything alike. So be good. Uh, there's also a couple levels where you get to fly as a tank instead of the R wing, um, where it's a tank like thing. I guess they don't want to call it a tank because tank's been copyrighted. <laughs> uh, holy cow, Joe! <laughs> um, also, apparently, you can. <laughs> Apparently, you can fight as the characters on, like, foot, and then all the characters have bazookas. And I do not remember this mode, but it sounds hysterical. Like, I, I, I'm gonna, I'll have to watch some gameplay later, because that sounds literally wily. But yeah, I, I just, I mean, maybe I did play it and just didn't enjoy it or something, but it sounds wily as shit to just have, like, Fox and Falco just running around with a straight zooka on their <laughs> shoulder, I know. Um, but yeah, so, there's multiple endings to the game. Um really pioneer of the genre at the time of the multiple ending genre <laughs> <laughs> butterfly effect uh one of the reasons i do really like it though is i tend to really like uh space uh, space shooter games in general and like flying a spacecraft just the whole i don't know why the genre just feels really unexplored as a whole and i find it to be annoying and disappointing i did play like freelancer which is another space exploration and there are i know there are some games out there but i just feel like it's it's generally in my opinion a relatively unexplored genre uh no man's sky <laughs> it's an unexplored genre <laughs> there is a new uh star wars squadrons um that's been getting pretty good reviews oh uh, i think i've seen stuff about it yeah and i did really like in like what like battlefront 2 they also have or one of the yeah, they yeah. have the the space fightings and those are always my favorite part but since it's not like a main part of it a little disappointing freelancer is probably my favorite i don't 
actually think I put it on this list. So actually, I think I'm going to update the list and pull off. Uh, I think I'm going to pull off The Last of Us, honestly, off the list because we're already going to talk about it for yours. Uh, so I know. Well, I'm trying to just make sure we get original content to the viewers. So <laughs> to the viewers, not the listeners. I want to be clear <laughs> since it got corrected before. Uh, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, I'm going to post a YouTube video. Just of your face. <laughs> it's going to be that picture that we saw on there for the, for the yeah. or whatever. Um, oh, man. But yeah, I, I'm going to pull off some game, I think, and put, put I don't know what, but I, I think it's going to be Last of Us because I know for sure that we both have that on our list. Um, the Last of Us is good. I just think I've covered most of the games that I should have probably replaced it with at this point, which is kind of disappointing, but oh well. Figure it out as we go. So. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I really like about it. And like I said, the the that open arena fighting was really cool. I really like the branching system of it, and then the mechanics just the, the mechanics were smooth. They delivered. They did everything that you expect while flying and shooting and clicking some buttons. So overall, I thought it was a really enjoyable game. I think the eighty eight out of one hundred is probably pretty fair. It's still pretty fun to go back just because it's relatively short game level based design, um, and you can normally get through them pretty quickly. Like you could probably beat the game in like an afternoon or something like that. I don't even I don't recall if there's even save states in the game. Like I'm pretty sure normally you just oh. are, like supposed to like just run straight through it. So yeah, that's metal, bro. It is metal, metal af, bruh. Metal Gear Solid. And then my second game, Ass Ass in S Creed Two, <laughs> made by uh, Ubisoft Montreal, received a. That's in Canada. That it, that do be. <laughs> Canadians hit us up in the comments. Got a 90 out of 100 um, on the Metacritics. And it is an action adventure game. And that's my review. Two adjectives? I know. Uh, It uses the newly updated Anvil engine from the first game. And this Assassin's Creed 2 is apparently, according to Wikipedia... Uh, It was the game that popularized the Assassin's Creed series. So, I mean, like, I'm right when I say this one over fucking syndicate. Um, It's the Far Cry 4 effect. Hey, I said nothing bad about syndicate because, like I said, I haven't played it. I'll probably go back to... I'll probably go back to to the Assassin's Creed games, honestly, because um, you and uh, Adam both really like them, so... Yeah, I I would... I have not played um, the, the first three games. Um, and, and I would like to. I, I just came into the series too late and just played like new games after that. Um, but since they released the remaster, which had some funny facial animations and textures, um, it, it might be worth going back to and checking out. They definitely, would, as we've talked before, don't want to take too much of your time about this game. But I, I like how they like explore like different parts of history and do that. So I think they're still... There's still cool parts, and I, I still think that like the, the world building and stuff is like uh, or like I, I don't I don't really like saying world building because I don't think that that's it's just not the right word. But like the, the the environments, I guess you know the maps, the areas, uh, I really enjoy, um, and that that was one thing that like again another just hadn't had like a Renaissance style game, you know that you can uh, explore and enjoy <laughs> and choose your own adventure at Iowa State. Um, so yeah, that that was that was one of the things that I really liked from the game. I, I guess I'll, I'll go through just like the basics of the game. Century-old struggle between assassins and Templars. Templars want to fight for peace with free will, and Templars want to essentially have peace through control. So 
just it's really the good guys versus the bad guys, but it kind of makes it sound like it could be the good guys versus the good guys, but the Templars are definitely the bad guys. <laughs> Without a shoot of a doo. So you're playing as Desmond Miles, who is rescued from confinement by the assassins and taken to a safe house, meets a team consisting of a historian, an analyst, and a technician, which the technician is uh, used, using design plans stolen from the Templars to make their own animus, which is essentially you uh, lay down on the animus and you tap into the memories of your ancestors, which is what you do the entire story. Every single game pretty much is my, or like a lot of games yep. use the animus, if not all. And my disappointing thing, or the thing I'm disappointed with in uh, Assassin's Creed is that they've never done, I've been asking this since like fucking Assassin's Creed 2, and they tease it, I'm pretty sure, in Assassin's Creed 2 because you do, you go through your warehouse and then they're like, oh wow, you learned all the assassin stuff while you're like going through the warehouse as Desmond Miles. They, they do not have a modern Assassin's Creed. Like, I want to be like in New York, jumping off of the New York Skyscraper 103. It's called Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably <laughs> the closest one at this point. Uh, but I think that'd be sick, you know? I don't know. Like, the Templars are like Walmart or something like that. And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe a little too far. Sorry, Walmart. Uh, uh, that's fun. But yeah, that's that's what I want is like a modern version. You know, maybe have some guns in there, but like have it be like if you did it, most like most of the fights are like in buildings or something like that or like on rooftops then gives you enough cover that you can still use the melee fighting and you don't have to totally just... I mean, everyone's like, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, but there's ways I think in a game to design around that. So uh, yeah, that's, that's my disappointment with the entire series, which is why this game lost. Um, no... <laughs> But yeah, so you're playing as Desmond Miles as your ancestors. Essentially, you're playing as Ezio, uh, and there's this dude. He's a dick wagon, and he has your father and your brothers killed. I believe they're hung for treason. And as Ezio, not surprisingly, you're like, bro, WTF. So then you kill him, and then you find out that Game your dad <laughs> was an assassin or part of the assassins. And so then you get trained. Um as an assassin from there on and then spent um most of the story just like trying to hunt down the people who essentially set up your your family and it, it just it's the story of Ezio at the time the stuff that he's going through right following the wake of those events and then kind of the stuff that he gets into consequentially so yeah that's like we were saying it's cool that it has some like historic context in it you get a play in Florence Venice uh Tuscany and Forley um <laughs> that dude baby uh so yeah it's 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 cool that there's like the the actual you know literal existing element of the game like like i've said and even with like card games too you know i like when they bring in the real world stuff because i feel like i'm getting educated while i'm playing the game so it's history it is history the main reasons the 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 improvements over assassin's creed one for me this is this is one of the instances where i liked assassin's creed one a lot but there were just some quality of life changes uh, that I've really enjoyed and really needed. Like the gameplay was just, I think, a lot smoother, a lot easier for like climbing and stuff like that. You could finally do the assassinate off of any height when Assassin's Creed 2, which to me is like an absolute game changer. And so, so funny when you jump off of like a six story church onto a body, but that body is enough cushion. You ain't breaking those legs. So it's terminal velocity. It's just physics. I know, and so that's, uh, yeah, it's mostly just quality of life improvements in my eyes. Uh, I mean, the graphical improvements were nice. This was definitely at a, the height of the, the graphics race, I feel like, and so it certainly was not a, not subject to it, but yeah. 
Yeah, height, height being when the race was actually worthwhile. Yeah, because I mean the graphic race is still happening, but sure, it's just it's not just dumb now. Yeah. Um. But it's all <laughs> due to that updated Anvil engine. That's true. But yeah, so that's I, I like the Assassin's Creed one a lot, and definitely was a solid game. But that that that's essentially the reason I'm giving Assassin's Creed two over Assassin's Creed one, and I honestly haven't played many, if any. I've played I played chunks I guess of other Assassin's Creeds, but I haven't played them all the way through. But yeah, this was a uh, it was a cool concept. Definitely, I mean I can't think of what other Assassin games, especially in a AAA title form. Oh, this was also the start of the tower climbing sim, mm-hmm. and this was this was my first tower like the Assassin's Creed games were my first tower climbing game, and so this was when it was actually like still felt fresh and novel, and I was still like excited to climb towers. Unlike when I fucking booted up Breath of the Wild and saw one tower and I was like, you have to be, it's made it to Nintendo now. <laughs> so, and that, I, I think probably a, a good point you made with like the, the height of the graphical races is like the, the tower climbing was probably kind of like a show of force of like, look how far we can draw. That's and like what you I can thought, see yeah. We couldn't have done this before, but now look at this. And No, it was super yeah. cool to be in a game and like actually get to see an entire city in front of you and like be looking around, which now is like, okay, yeah, like you made a video game, congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, at the time it was really cool. And also when you're doing your first tower climbing, you're like, oh man, like that's a really good idea because you climb up and you literally do get a survey of the city and like draw out like artifacts and stuff. So it felt like a very realistic way to update your map without just being like, oh man, you know, Jim Bob <laughs> randomly is a cartographer just like every other Jim Bob in this world, <laughs> you know? It's like the, the map drawing is always kind of sus. So I thought it was a really good like logical explanation, you know, or intuitive way to expand uh, the map. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, it was just for me... Just another, like, uh, I mean, I think just a landmark game in terms of especially very influential on many of the games in the future with a lot of the things that they kind of picked up with it, like the tower climbing and open world style. So being my first taste uh, with the quality of life improvements over the original, so I'd give it to it. So I guess for the winner, I know these were both kind of a little short and sweet. I don't know. I was gonna. I decided Star Fox sixty four before I started talking, but like Maxwell, I'm actually the opposite now. Now I feel or no the same. Wait, no, you were confused at first, and then you felt confident. I, I no, I I thought I went into it thinking I was going to choose the crew two because you're wrong, but that's yes. And then talking about it, I was like, definitely not the crew two. Yeah, man, I'm actually a little on the on the dice now because uh, Assassin's Creed two was. as as short as I talked about it. I spent a significant quantity of time playing it. And I really enjoyed the game. I, I have gone back to Star Fox 64 multiple times, and it is really good. But I do have another <laughs> space game on the docket, so maybe maybe I knock out my... my... It's No Man's Sky. It's not No Man's Sky. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, I can think of a game more disappointing than The Crew 2, and it's No Man's Sky. But maybe <laughs> maybe with uh, all the patches that they've done, it'll be a little bit more enjoyable. Free patches, too. That that is true. I would hope so. With how due to of a game that was on release, I mean that would literally just be a crime of the century. We're gonna charge another sixty dollars, <laughs> sixty dollars to steal your money, and then sixty dollars to give you a real game. I mean, I have to say, talk about like a, a redemption story. Like, I mean, they they for sure, without question, probably screwed up the most in video game history, other than the Battlefront two. But that's like a, what did you expect? Like, it's bad. Like, people disliked it. And they disliked the response. I guess... Well, like that's, as, P- that's PR, not the game itself. Yeah. 
Right. That's a good point. But yeah, the the actual game of like, here's what we promise, here's what we deliver. That was probably by far the biggest gap between the two. But since then, they have constantly worked on the game and given free updates that have dramatically improved it. Um, so hats off to No Man's Skies for like, you make a mistake, sure, but what do you do after that? And they, they've shown that unlike EA, they can correct a problem instead of make it worse. Um, take um, which one are you picking though? The Assassin's Creed. Oh, right. I know. I know. Have you said why you've played these games? No, I don't need to. <laughs> they're the greatest games of all time. I mean, uh, but they're both on that Wikipedia list for sure. I mean, Star Fox sixty four. I don't know. My brother just got it. Like this was this was this was when I was a, a, a wee 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 lad living life, <laughs> living and loving. Uh, yeah, that did. That one was for sure because of my brother. The Assassin's Creed, I'm pretty sure I just was interested in and heard about them. And it's like, wow, an Assassin's, like a game about being an Assassin. That sounds sick as fuck. So I don't remember exactly how it got in, but I think it was just my own intrigue with it. Because that was probably around the time that I was actually like had the cognitive power to actually like purchase and decide if I wanted a game. <laughs> uh, which I can tell you when I played Star Fox 64, no, it was just like what was in. I don't. I probably didn't even think about how games made it into the house. You know, I was just like, knew <laughs> who brought them in. So, but yeah, I think Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, I just don't want too many 64 games to make it through. Because <laughs> they're just, they're so, I haven't played them in such a long time. And it's just hard to talk about games that old. And uh, Assassin's Creed 2 is a, I mean, it is a good game. I will give it that for sure. The whole game was very, looked very good. It was very pretty. I like the environment a lot as well as the gameplay was very fun and the uh the fighting was incredibly satisfying maybe def- definitely a little too easy but for the most part it was very satisfying definitely felt like a badass while you're fighting and it's definitely one of those games that once you learn how to game the system really hard then you're just like i can fight a million people <laughs> yep so which can be fun like in some ways like feeling like you are all powerful in those kind of games can be exciting yeah no at the time it was phenomenal yeah i think now if i had that i would be a little more just like okay let's bump it up a little bit but at the time i need that confidence boost it was a dark moment in my life <laughs> just like the rest of my life so yeah ass two it's gonna take the dub um assassin's creed valhalla um is coming out um here for current and next gen consoles um pretty excited for that goes back to the vikings um Ooh. go pack go <laughs> um and then uh that's that's a shout out to you mitch Go Packers. Um, and then the... <laughs> rip. Rip, rip, rip. But both of us, we got absolutely destroyed by the Buccaneers last week. And by Tom Brady. Um, that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, so, so that, that's what I want to say. But I'm, I'm excited for that game. Uh, that, that might be one I pick up pretty close to launch. Um, well, I, I guess... Uh, so I, I should be getting a PS5. Um, At and I guess point. I'll, I'll probably check out... Um, the spider-man miles morales first um but since there's kind of a dearth of next-gen games available at launch assassin's creed valhalla will be one of them and in a series i'm excited about and it sounds like they've fixed some of the gripes i've had with the more recent games um namely the fact that you there are new weapons um and like weapon tiers all the time so you don't really get to keep a weapon you like for very long because then it becomes too weak and so you just have to get a different one but it sounds like they've made it so you can kind of stick with a weapon and it makes it logical to continue upgrading it and keep it for longer um 
which was honestly one of the bigger graves I had. But yeah, excited for that. And then as far as you were talking about the flying games, um, especially with like the new SSDs and the consoles, um, I want them to make so it, a big reason why like flying games and stuff like that. There's a, speed limitations is because the ability to draw the game assets quick enough um, is kind of your limiting factor. But now that we have the ability to kind of super speed draw assets, I hope that they at least make the option for um, like almost removing the limits on how fast you can go. Not literally, because I know there's like probably even programming limitations for the physics that that stop you there. Um, But like to to see like every game has people who master it and are just like phenomenally talented at the game. And for either, whether it be speedrunners or just like cool videos to like kind of remove the limiter and just see what people can do and like perfect and how fast they can really go. I think that that would be kind of cool, but be dope. It'd be dope. Then it would be dope if they made more space games. There is like Eve Online or something like that that is coming out. Or already came out, but you you should check. I mean, I, Star Wars Squadrons is literally just like space battles. Um, so I guess it's limited from that perspective. But if that's something you want, it sounds like they've done it incredibly well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We are so happy to have you here with us. We can't believe we're already at the end of round one or whatever you want to call it. We went through all of the outer tier of our bracket thing that we're doing because we're doing a bracket. We're going to get to the top. We're going to, which I guess is the bottom of it. We're getting to the bottom of it, which is the top, the top video game. That's what we're all about. We're about the video games. We're so happy to have you on this journey with us. As always, you can check us out on Instagram at Mo Video Games. That's at M O Video Games. And you can find more episodes of the podcast on Spotify or Podbean, whatever you're listening to right now. I'm sure there's more of them right around the corner. And we podcast it up every Wednesday at noon, with some exceptions for weddings and holidays, what have you. But stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be a good one. And we'll catch you next time. Juicy.